0: Hey guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope, And more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. I am really excited to share this episode with you today because I did something about a week ago, that has been on my goal list all year, and I did it. I so did it. I accomplished it. So if you remember, if you've been listening to this podcast from the get-go, you might have noticed that the introduction used to boldly proclaim that I was training to run my first half marathon with cystic fibrosis, and I did it. I did it. And you guys, um, like, I am recording this on Friday, September 27th. So a week ago today, I was freaking out about the race, and I was really nervous about whether I could do it. I was nervous about what the weather was going to be like. I was nervous about so many things, and I, I was kind of getting to the point where I just wanted it to be over with. And then Saturday came. And first of all, you guys, you have to know, like, I'm just going to dive in and tell you the story, and then I want to tell you 13 lessons really quick that I learned when I was out there running, 13 life lessons. Uh, So a week ago, the weather forecast was for a really rainy, stormy Saturday of the race to the point where... They might have had to cancel things because they actually canceled some of the Friday night activities because there were there were bad lightning storms. It was raining really hard. I mean, it was a really bad stormy situation. So Saturday night or Saturday uh, was supposed to be rainy as well. That's what the forecast said. Friday night, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I I just started praying about it and. Um, I was just kind of talking to God, and I eventually woke up my husband, and he prayed as well. And um, I saw a post on Facebook that the Bismarck Marathon uh, people were pumping out this tunnel that we had to run through under a road on the route, and um, they were just, you know, really having high hopes that that Mother Nature would change her course and the rain would go away. So I'm over here. I just kept praying. And I realized how bummed I would be if they had to reschedule or cancel, because I don't think they would have rescheduled it from what they were saying. I realized I was really bummed if they would have to cancel it. Like I really wanted to accomplish this goal, even though I had lost my passion. Like I had lost my passion for this uh, a couple months ago, actually. I was just burnt out on different things and uh, training wasn't going as well. I had some setbacks, and it was really hard for me to get excited about it. So um, the other part about this is a local news station was doing a story on me running with cystic fibrosis, and so I kind of had to follow through. And I just realized, like, wow, if the weather doesn't get better and things have to change. I'm going to actually be really heartbroken because I have been looking forward to this goal, even though the last few months was hard. So Saturday morning comes and it's perfect running weather. Like it was a little bit uh, muggy. The humidity was high, but it was cloudy, but cool. There was no rain. Like it was the perfect weather the entire time that that the race was going on. And so as I was out there running, I discovered 13 life lessons that I shared this on Facebook, but not everybody who is is listening to this podcast uh, is on Facebook. And maybe, quite frankly, maybe we're just meeting. Maybe this is your first opportunity meeting me. And so I want to share these 13 Life lessons with you. Um, I also want to say I will always and forever be running with cystic fibrosis because it's a part of me. And just the fact that I did this is important. Um, Looking back on my goals over the last decade, somewhere in my 20s, I decided I wanted to be a runner, which is hilarious because in seventh grade, I tried out like I was in track. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I was telling a friend of mine the other day that my favorite part of track was the picnics at the meet. And she started laughing because um apparently there are no picnics at a track meet. However, my sapphire blue personality uh, looked forward to socializing in between each race. And I don't know what else to call it, you guys. What do you call it when all the all the kids are sitting on blankets eating food in the middle of the track, like out on the grass. Like, what do you call that other, th- other than a picnic, right? So in my mind, it was a picnic. I was just there for the picnics and the socializing. I hated the running. So the fact that here I am, 37 years old, almost 38, and I do enjoy running to the point where I use it to push myself beyond my limits, um, it's hilarious to me. I just think it's really funny. So here are my 13 life lessons from running my first half marathon. The first thing is that how you finish something says a ton about who you are and how you show up for yourself. You guys, running that race for me was all about finishing. It wasn't about competing. It wasn't about having the best time truthfully, I had you know kind of not a great time compared to what I know I can do because my muscles were cramping from the get go like my lungs did great, my legs ugh they weren't happy from from the get go, and so the entire thirteen point one miles was a struggle for me because I was in pain, like my legs were sore, they were heavy, it was like running with Peanut butter, like running with my legs in peanut butter and mud and all these things. It was just hard, but I did it. I know I can do, I, I can probably have a uh, shorter time frame. I think I ended at three hours and two minutes. I think I can get that down to, if I work really hard, I could probably get it down to two and a half to 245. But I'm proud of myself for doing it. And I knew going in that, you know what, because of how much I haven't been able to train, because of how I've been feeling lately, my time will probably be between three to three and a half hours. That's kind of what I thought going in, because I knew that my body just wasn't where it should be to do a better time frame. So for me, it was all about finishing. And how you finish something says so much about you, not just how you finish a goal or how you finish a race, but how you finish a job. Maybe you leave a job to go to a different one. Maybe whether it's you're getting fired or you chose to leave, like how you leave that situation says so much about you and it sets you up for struggles or opportunities in the future. Finishing that race to the best of my ability was important and finishing the goal that I had honestly lost passion for was important. And when we bring that into relationships or uh, just life goals, career goals, when you think about that concept, um, finishing something well when you've lost your passion, whether it's a job, whether it is, you know, honoring a friendship when you've been hurt, um, whether it is, Any other goal that you might have that you've lost a passion for, finishing it well to the best of your ability is so important because how you leave one season kind of uh, decides what the next season will be like. How you leave one season decides what the next season will be like because you're either bringing your baggage with you or you're not. So I want to encourage you. To be the type of person who finishes well. The second thing that I learned that day is that it's okay to let yourself feel your emotions. Um, I cried so much that day. I cried at two miles. I cried at three miles. I practically ugly cried the entire time from mile eight to mile nine. And then I cried again at the end. Why did I cry so much? Well... Because seven years ago, in 2012, my lung functions were at 22%, and I weighed 92 pounds, and I almost died from cystic fibrosis. And that was because of my own choices of not doing my medicine for two years. But I cried because I remembered where I came from. I remembered the days where crawling was hard. And here I was walking and running and the running was hard that day of the race, but I still did it. And so I let myself feel my emotions because I remembered the days where my legs were so frail that I had no muscle mass. Like I could take my calf muscle and pinch it between my fingers and actually feel my fingers through my skin. That is gross. And I cried because... On September 21st, 2019, the day of the half marathon, my legs were strong enough to carry me 13.1 miles all by myself. I was thankful for that because this body of mine has been through the ringer and she came out strong. And so I want to encourage you to let yourself feel your emotions when they come. It's so good to remember where we came from and to be thankful for the lessons that were gleaned from those really hard, dark seasons. That's what I did when I was running. The third life lesson that I learned is that it's good to surprise yourself. I kind of mentioned it earlier about, you know, when I was in seventh grade, I joined track for the socializing and the picnics, but I hated the running. Well, The 17-year-old version of me, like who I was going into my senior year of high school, would be so proud of 37-year-old me. She would also be actually really shocked because she hated exercise. She hated anything that caused her to sweat or breathe heavy, especially running. And so it feels really, really amazing To know that I did something that surprises my younger self. The fourth lesson I learned is that accomplishing something you never thought you could do feels amazing. Like, I wish that I could just reach across whatever device you're listening to or watching this on and just give you that feeling. But I can't. The only person who can give you that feeling of accomplishment is you. Everybody should experience this feeling at least once, because if you get a taste of it and you experience it, your excuses will start to crumble. They really will. So I encourage you to do something that you never thought you could do, whether that's a business goal, whether it's a a health goal, a relationship goal, a life goal, whatever it is, go for it. It doesn't have to look perfect. You don't even have to be the best at it. Just do it for you, because everybody has to start somewhere. The fifth life lesson that I learned is that singing the lyrics of your favorite songs out loud really helps you when it gets hard out there. Who cares if someone hears you? Just sing anyway. You guys, uh, it's kind of funny because Rachel has been telling me lately that she really enjoys hearing me sing in the office now that we split up our offices. So if you're new to the podcast, I own a company called Rayma Team. We're a coaching and consulting company for entrepreneurs, business professionals, creatives. And I own it with my best friend of over 20 years and my husband. And my husband is more of a a in-the-background supportive role. And Rachel and I are really at the forefront of this in it day in, day out. And we used to share an office together. And we split up our offices several months ago. And she told me that she loves hearing me sing as I'm working. And here's the funny thing, you guys. I don't even know that I do that. I don't. So a couple weeks ago, as I was riding my bike, um, because I started doing some biking for training instead of running, because I just, my head wasn't in it. So I wanted to keep up some strength and um, as much as I could with some of my setbacks of medicine and getting sick with a cold. And so I would go on these long bike rides. And when I'm by myself, I bring my headphones with. And my favorite album to listen to as I work out lately um, on a bike ride is Taylor Swift's new Lover album. It's just so much fun to sing along to. So I started singing along as I'm biking. And, you know, I try to be respectful of people around me and not sing when I see people around me. But when it's just me out there on my own, nobody cares. So I just sing. Well, I did that as I was running and especially not so much when I was with like a whole bunch of people at the beginning. But as as the time went on and I kept running and I was by myself, I just started singing out loud and It was a way for me to encourage myself. It was a way for me to add some fun to a daunting task. I have always done that, actually. Um, When I was a kid, it used to be my job to go out and um, either mow the lawn, which I didn't mind doing. It was kind of fun, but um, I would sing doing that. But the task that I absolutely hated that was so grueling to me was sweeping out the garage. Ugh! Yuck! I hated it. So I would take my little boombox out there. You know, back in the day when we had audio cassettes or CD players, and I would just play music in the garage, and I would sing as I was sweeping. It would take me probably twice as long. However, I had fun. So sing, sing! It's so much fun to get yourself singing along especially when things get hard. So I encourage you to add some more music to your life and sing it out loud whether you have a good voice or not, okay? A joyful noise is what helps us along. Okay, the sixth life lesson, and this is probably one of the most important ones that I want to share with you today, is this. There will be times in life where nobody else is going to be there with you physically to encourage you. So in those times, you're going to have to learn how to encourage yourself. You're not always going to have somebody around you. Yes, it's nice to be able to text people that you need encouragement or to ask them, you know, I just need, you know, I just, I just need somebody to reach out to right now. That's great. But there's, they're not always going to reply right away. They're not always going to be there with you physically to cheer you on. Your coach isn't always going to be there exactly when you need them. So you got to learn the skill of encouraging yourself. Sometimes you're going to be alone for miles. You're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel like giving up. And that's when encouraging yourself becomes so important. Learning to do this is really going to help you stay the course no matter what goal you're going after. So I knew that there would come a time during this race where I would probably want to give up. And honestly, it didn't happen as often as I thought it would. And it wasn't as hard. But I really think that it's because I had this pep talk with myself beforehand. You see, the six-mile mark on this route actually happened right by my house. So it would have been really easy to be like, you know what, I give up, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, a couple days beforehand, when I was going on an easy two to three mile walk run, I told myself, okay, Mandy, when you get to this spot again on Saturday, when you get to this six mile mark, you're going to pretend like you're just starting out and you're going to tell yourself, I have seven miles to go. I can do that easily because I knew I could do seven miles. I've done that plenty of times over the last year and a half. What I didn't know is what it was going to take to get to 13.1. So when I got to the bridge that was six miles in, I told myself, you can do this. You've got seven more miles to go. You can do this. And I, I think because I had that plan already, it was easier. I already had a plan of how I was going to encourage myself when it got hard. Part of that plan was, was the fifth lesson that I shared just a moment ago of singing my favorite songs while I'm on the path. So you know more than anybody else what encourages you. I want to encourage and challenge you today to start giving that to yourself. Encourage yourself consistently because you're the one that's with you 24-7, 100% of your life. Learn to be your biggest encourager. It's that important. Okay, lesson number seven. Every mile matters. Every mile matters. Not just in the race, but every mile that you had to crawl to get to your goal matters. In fact, without that crawling, that victory would not taste so sweet. So don't discount the hard times in your life. Don't tear yourself down for the moments where you made mistakes, for the moments where you couldn't do it like you wanted to. Every mile matters. Remember that. It's going to be important. The eighth life lesson is this. Your circumstances do not call the shots. They don't. You do. If you decide to do something no matter what, you'll be able to get it done. Your circumstances don't call the shots you do. Number nine, numbers don't define you. This is a big one. Living with cystic fibrosis, I can tell you that numbers can define you if you let them. Your lung function numbers, sometimes the number on the scale, because a lot of times you're malnourished, so you can Become obsessed about gaining weight, about having a healthy weight, just like you can become obsessed about having to lose weight. Hear me on this. Your numbers do not define you. The number on the scale doesn't define you. The PFT lung function doesn't define you. You get to know what defines you. You get to choose what defines you. Let yourself be defined by your by what's possible. Let yourself be defined by your character. You get to choose. Number 10. Just because you can't keep up with the best doesn't mean that you should stop trying. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Just because you can't keep up with the best doesn't mean you should stop trying. Remember this: the best we were once beginners too. So let yourself be a beginner. Let yourself do a half marathon in three hours or four hours, wherever your starting point is. Let yourself start. Let it be messy. Let it be filled with mistakes because that's where you grow your skill and your resilience. You will never grow your resilience if you don't even let yourself start. If you don't even sign up for the race and show up. So let yourself start. Let yourself be a beginner. Number 11, you've got way more people cheering you on than you think. It's so much fun to be a part of any type of a race because people come out like total strangers cheer you on. They do. There were people dressed up like Elvis There were people dressed up like Uncle Sam uh, playing a banjo. There were people that made signs that were meant to make you laugh. Um, One of them that I saw a couple times was, smile if you're not wearing underwear. (laughs) I thought that was awesome. There are kids giving you high fives, cheering you on. There are random strangers cheering you on. And I think in this day and age, we get so focused on the negativity. We focus on the complainers, the Debbie Downers, the internet trolls. And we talk ourselves out of things beforehand because we think that there's going to be more people booing us than cheering us on. And that's just not true. You get what you focus on. So I want you to start focusing on the people that are cheering you on because there's more of them than you believe. Number 12, it might be hard It might be painful, but you can do hard things. Don't quit. I'll say it again. It might be hard. It might be painful, but you can do hard things. Don't quit. And number 13 is this. You get this one life. Get in the game and give it your all. Give it your best. You're going to be so proud of yourself when you do get off the sidelines and get in the game shut off the television and get in the game whatever that looks like for you get in the arena go after your goals give yourself permission to even find out what they are and if you don't know spend some time with me and my best friend rachel in our coaching program emerge Because you owe it to yourself to unleash everything that is hidden inside of you. You owe it to yourself to go after it. You owe it to your family to do that as well. You owe it to the people that are waiting for you that you haven't even met yet to go after it. So these are my 13 life lessons from running a half marathon. And I do believe that it was only my first one. By mile 9, like... Going into this, I had kind of decided, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this again. But by mile nine, I was texting my besties saying, I will totally do this one or two more times in my lifetime. Because now I have a goal of doing it in a shorter time frame. So I pray that you're encouraged by this today. I pray that you're challenged. And until next time, rise up and overcome. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymatteam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.